0: Welcome to the Just Me Podcast, produced in association with the Armory. I am one of your co-hosts, Justine Datta.:
1: I'm another one, Andy Fitch.
2: And I'm another one, Heather Jules Booth. And uh, Andy,
0: do what you do, man.
1: <laughs> Whenever we have this podcast, we have a guest on to talk about something that's unique to them. And this week, our guest is my friend and yours, Kate Ryan.
3: Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yay. <laughs> How
1: you doing?
3: I'm good. How are y'all doing? Good. 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 Did
1: I say your name right?
3: Yes okay. It's a Kate, very straightforward Kate name. Ryan
1: Kate Ryan I, don't know, I always get flack Because I <laughs> I don't realize that, No right
0: You don't uh, realize You don't realize Until you're saying it That you're like
2: I
1: think I've never the, said Your full name before yeah.
2: How dare you It is Kate Ryan, Obviously
1: yeah. I could have I
0: been I though.
2: was going to let him go You know what I just We got to stick together <laughs> Yeah It's you know? true Yeah. Thank you yeah, You're
0: <laughs> welcome is, is this already turning Into a battle of the sexes Kind of thing Or is... Sure Yeah oh, Okay Good to know Right off the top Let's uh,
1: just concede now
0: Yeah yes correct
2: (laughs) good good answer Andy Um, Andy you get a star on the ally chart
0: (laughs) Uh, Kate why don't you uh, tell us about your just me thing
3: my just me thing is that I used to live in New Orleans Louisiana and it remains my favorite place in the entire world and um, I think about it all the time even though I only lived there for two years
0: why why did you leave if you liked it so much
3: I decided to go to graduate school here in New York. So that was why we left. But the funny thing is that now I work at the graduate school that I went to, Pratt Institute. So now they're paying me. Nice. And I'll break even in like <laughs> 10, 15 years.
2: <laughs> you were like, take that Pratt Institute. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the health insurance. Yeah.
0: I think you're supposed to do it the other Like, if you, if you work there, then you could have gone there for free.
3: I know. I didn't think about it in head. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could take
2: classes for free now, but, like...
0: You already took them. I
2: already took them. Right. What's yeah. the point? Also, at a certain point, like, I don't know. I'm one of those people, I'm like, I'm just done with school. Yeah. <laughs> just over it.
0: If, if it were free and I were, like, 18 again, I would totally do it.
2: Well, yeah. Especially if I could take, like, whatever topics I wanted. Yeah. And it didn't matter, like, what made... Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like, I would like to go back to school now... When I care about what I'm worried about. I say about. that
2: all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I, I only cared about like a, a quarter of my classes total.
2: Well, that's, that's that whole phrase, education is wasted on the youth. Yeah. Because you don't appreciate it. You're just like, mm. It's true. Yeah, yeah.
3: Going to graduate school, I was actually like interested in, in things and enjoyed writing <laughs> papers and enjoyed giving presentations. And, you know, when I was an undergrad, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, you mm. were
0: clear in a communications major because there was nothing exciting.
2: Oh, or a <laughs> drama major. Yeah. I, I was a it painting was like, major. Oh. You were a
3: painting major? Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: And you had papers? Yeah. Uh, well, like wait. What course. am I saying? We had papers in drama class, too. It's just whether or not I did them. didn't always. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. All right. So let's get back to New Orleans. Let's get back to, <laughs> get back to, New, New, Orleans. to New
2: Orleans. Yeah. Uh,
0: why did you go there in the first
3: place? Why did I go there in the first place? So when I was in art school, I went to uh, Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore for my undergrad. And I had a teacher there who was from New Orleans, and she played us the Rebirth Brass Bands "Do What You Wanna" Part Three, mm. and I had never heard brass band music like that. Like I grew up in Philadelphia, and like I was listening to a lot of like surly art school music, like I mean Andrew Bird, who's awesome <laughs> and wonderful, and yes. like the Shins and stuff like that. But you know, surly and I art <laughs> and I had never heard anything so powerful as as this song, and so my my professor, who's now my friend, said, you need to go to New Orleans and, you know, experience this. And she would, she would tell us all these little stories, like this club, The Spotted Cat, which is a teeny tiny little club. But like all of these really prolific musicians play there. And it's just like on the street and people walk in. So so I, I had to go. And so I went for a summer and taught art. And then I vowed to move there. Cool. And so I did after when I graduated, my fiance and I picked up and i moved
0: i have never been so inspired by a song that i that i went anywhere
3: it, it was a, like at it, all like th- I can think has of
1: a anywhere. song inspired you to do anything
0: no i mean like sometimes like
1: not even like a jingle you're like now i want that cereal <laughs> <laughs> or something
0: yeah. uh no no i mean like it's made me run faster if i was like running or like pick up something heavier at the gym because i'm like oh yeah you know but i've never been like i'm gonna go somewhere
2: i thought for a second it meant like it made you run faster like in fear and i was like what music are you listening to
0: no i just meant like Hmm. i I just meant like i you know
2: yes yes you know what i mean music inspired yes yeah made you less bored at the gym yeah but never never (laughs) like
0: never like i'm going to change where i live for it that's gonna be a good song
2: it
3: was a really good song and you know it there's what am I trying to say here that was just the impetus to get down there and then once I was down there I went to a second line which is a um traditionally when someone dies especially in the music community uh you have a funeral and then you you carry them home like so you process from the from the church to the to the cemetery and a brass band follows you. And there's the first line, which is the really slow dirge. And that's just for the family and the friends and the immediate mourners. Then the second line is the parade and the party. And that's when the community can join in. And that's when it gets uplifting. And that is, you know, the celebratory, like carrying the person home. They're going to be in the afterlife and live a good afterlife um and so that the brass band tradition which it started with that and then led to bands like the rebirth brass band that do a mixture of like hip hop and um traditional jazz in the brass band tradition and in new orleans like even if there's not a funeral they do second lines which are just brass band parties in the street where you parade from one location to another the community joins anyone who's there can just kind of dance drink in the street and just walk along with your neighbors and and that's a really cool tradition so i i love doing that and um i I came between my first trip and and moving there i went to a a actual funeral and it was just like such i'm not a religious person but that was as close to religion as i've ever come and i was like this is there's a place that exists that does this and it is all the time all like yeah, yeah. well in the summer the summer season is the second line season okay. and yeah but they um, yeah and they just it's awesome it's a, it's a good thing so I went and it's a really friendly city to be an artist Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, there's a really good com- solid support community for artists and there are a lot of like open calls and shows which is what I was doing when I moved there I was trying to be a painter
2: nice but, yeah yeah, and there's just art everywhere, everywhere. just around you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I actually, when I went to New Orleans last year for the first time, I actually talked to Kate, uh, and she gave me this list of advice of like, go here, go here, go here, and it was like immensely helpful. Um, and like, I came back and was like, oh, I get it. I'm in love with the city. Yeah, and I just want to be here all the time. Well, yeah. that
0: that's what can conf- that not confuses me because that's not the right word. But, like, everyone I know who's been to New Orleans or, like, it has that same sort of, like, it's life-changing kind of thing. Um, but, like, people go and then, like, you move there, but then you moved away. Yeah. And you haven't moved back. Like, I, I, I it, it seems like in, everybody described it as, like, this weird, perfect little city. Um, but not, like, why not just live there forever? See,
3: that's the thing is that, so I'm, I, when we lived there, we had this really cozy little life. My fiance, then boyfriend was working at a clothing store that was family owned. He, they paid him a living wage and he was working part time. I was working at the front desk at the New Orleans Museum of Art and, and also in the museum gift shop, which was an interesting experience. And so, but they, we made enough to like live. But we weren't really doing anything like super soul satisfying. We weren't okay. like, yeah, we weren't growing professionally. We weren't really doing anything that was like powering us forward. So that's part of the reason why we decided to move to New York was just to, you know, shake up, shake things up and like, you know, get the ambition going. But like, cause we could see ourselves, you know, sitting, settling into this, this, Cozy life, and then waking up at like age fifty and being like, "What have we done with our lives?" Um, And so that's that's part of the reason why we decided to come here. And we have this constant debate with ourselves: like, do we go back? Like, what do we do? And the jobs that we want at this point—my fiance is in politics and government, and I'm in arts administration—they are so few and far between in New Orleans. And I think that um, you know a lot of I I, and and like I found the comedy community and you know I started doing improv and sketch writing and all of this stuff and and we found like a a really nice network here in New York so it's it's the eternal struggle like do you want to like blow that up and follow this you know other desire that worked when we were 22 but not necessarily when we're 32 you know so you know there there's definitely a lot of a lot of struggle there um and I guess, yeah. And, and people hold on to their jobs like grim death in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. They there are people who have stayed in the same position for forty five years, and they're and so
0: you only get promoted when somebody dies.
3: Essentially, yeah. yeah. And but then there's a parade.
2: So with so, great music, yeah. <laughs> then so then so, so double win
0: promotion <laughs> and parade. Um. So it is, it is sort of the way that like, it is that like fun to visit, not necessarily best place to spend all your time kind of thing.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that if we had decided to stay, then it would be a different... Maybe we were being a little bit pessimistic by saying, like, we will never accomplish anything with our lives, but Mm. it is very, very hard to to move up. Um, A friend of mine recently moved to Cincinnati. She was um, working in education at the New Orleans Museum of Art, and she was never, ever, ever going to get a promotion. They kept hiring outside, and... Now she has an awesome job as as a director of education at another institution. So you know you gotta you gotta weigh your options. You either stay and soak it in and and you know live your life or you you know you get on the hamster wheel and and progress. So I don't know we, i I think about our our decision to leave every single day, and there are times when 'Cause when we moved here, we moved in with, with my fiance's mom in a one bedroom apartment in the Bronx while I went to graduate school in Brooklyn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we were like and she had two hip replacements. Oh. Like one summer after the other. So we were we went through definitely went through a period oh of God. we were like, What You're are like, we what doing? What did we do? Yeah. What have we done? But we all got along really well. And then
2: it was and winter and you were like, Oh, what have we done? I
3: know. And it seemed that the climate changed in the two years that oh, I was gone, because I grew up in the Northeast. So it's it, definitely
2: changed. Five, yes.
1: So uh, if it weren't for a um, the, the economic and like uh, cultural uh, hindrances, if you had like a perfect job, if you were to move back there and live, like, what would you see yourself doing?
3: I mean, I would love to either like, be a, the director of public programs at an art institute or, or art institution, rather, or, you know, director of exhibitions or something, like, working high level in an art institution, which is kind of what I do now, but at a college.
1: So do you think the chances that would be higher now that you've got that on the resume? or
3: Possibly. But, again, those jobs are very few and far between that actually open up. So
1: I don't know much about – I've been to – basically everywhere around New Orleans really? <laughs> and I've been to the airport, but I don't nice. know. Like oh, <laughs> I've never been an
3: airport. It is a solid airport made yeah. a lot of improvements.
1: Are there places like nearby that you could like live that are within a reasonable distance where you're still part of the community, but can work the yes. way you want to
2: Baton Rouge. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That's where LSU is Baton Rouge seems to be the other town that most people I know like in this, especially like the vintage community from mm-hmm. new orleans are either like right outside of new orleans or in baton rouge yeah yeah and the vintage community yeah that's a lot of where all my like dress friends that i'm always like oh my dress oh friends. you're like in
0: a dress club oh
2: yeah yeah trashy oh, yeah. diva yep. from new
3: orleans yep yep are you and in this dress-, dress are you in this dress club i'm not in the dress club i wish i
2: was <laughs> but you can join any time oh thank you it's like there's literally <laughs> no reason you cannot
3: yes um, but yeah, Trashy Diva has a lot of yeah. really great stuff. It's a store in the, they're in the French Quarter,
2: right? Mm-hmm. They have one in the French Quarter and one Uptown on Magazine. Oh, mm, yeah. very
3: nice. Yeah.
0: Um, yes. so, um, when I think New Orleans, I think voodoo. So I'm assuming that you know voodoo. Uh,
3: of course. Everyone. You, you like step off the plane and that's it. It's all you feel. And they it's just
2: teach you do. voodoo? You feel two things. Voodoo and intense humidity. Yeah. The likes of which you don't expect. Like, I don't know. I was very, like my, I got off the plane the first time. And I was so cocky. I was like, oh, I'm from New York City. Like, we deal with humidity. I know. Mm -mm. Right? (laughs) And I literally stepped off the plane and went, oh, no, I was wrong. Well, you're underwater,
0: aren't you? Yes.
2: (laughs) yes, Below sea level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Your makeup just
3: starts melting off of your
2: face. And and like two days in, and it happened both times I've gone, I just... My I like was puffier looking like I could see my face retaining water it's mm-hmm. very funny
3: and when you get to eating and you get the po'boys and the gumbo and, and you're retaining all the salt and all you're just walking salt. around and you're like the yeah. michelin man
2: just yep. filled with it's I mean it's so good and oh, so bad because they make it's like so wonderful outstanding vegetarian vegan options like there's everything yeah it's just everything
3: it's true, but I I was vegetarian when I moved to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I within three months I stopped gave it up. I had to stop because there's meat and everything, and tre- and Trevor, my boyfriend, was making two different dinners, which is a challenge. I think sure when you're making one meaty thing and one non meaty thing, yeah, it was you know looking. He he once made jambalaya for a group of people, and I couldn't eat it, and I had like a defrosted chicken patty. <laughs> With, like, a drop of hot sauce on it, and that was my dinner, and it was just the saddest moment of my <laughs> life. I was like, no, I can't do this to myself anymore. <laughs> and that's when I turned. It was not an cr- easy turn. Yeah, but at least, but yeah. then you ate well, like... That's and, true. Yeah. It was worth, like, the 24 hours of farting that followed <laughs> my first piece of chicken.
0: Is that what happened?
2: Yeah, it
3: was awful.
0: I did not know that that was a byproduct of, yeah, uh, your body, of the change. Yeah,
2: bodies body's, like it loses that I think it's like it loses the enzymes needed to digest meat when you stop eating oh, for okay. a long time. That's what I've I read. That. I might be getting the science wrong. Like don't scientifically quote me on that. Okay. But that was the thing I read where it was like, it that was something sense. with the enzymes and yeah, if you pick up eating meat again, like very gassy, you could get very sick, mm-hmm. all those fun things. But yeah.
1: That happened the first time I had like stopped eating meat. Yeah. And it was like basically all vegetables. I'm like, grains got almost in day. Too? for like a month yeah really i was just, yeah i was just i assumed it was my body like acclimating to like having different nutrients but like i i don't know the science of it it went away after a month and then
0: that's fine okay. you eat meat now though right
1: yeah like no. not often but
0: okay yeah i i didn't eat meat for like a month in college but that was just because i didn't trust the meat in college, That's so, wise. Yeah, I think uh,
2: that's
1: fair. It's like a gray patty. I don't think <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's not probably really
0: I, meat, I, I, so. I specifically um, had references before in, like, stand-up or whatever, but, like, um, I saw the meat getting delivered, and it said grade D meat. D? Fit. D? As in oh, dog? No. Yeah. Uh, fit for human consumption was written on there. And I was like, if it's, <sighs> if you're writing fit for human consumption, it is not.
2: No. Uh, no. It was
0: scary, Plus,
2: scary it- meat. Plus, isn't like grade A is like your top meat, yeah. Right, yes. So grade D.
1: D's not even a passing grade, right? right? Why not?
0: No, I'm, I agree. It was, it was a bad oh my scene. God. That's why that I did local? not eat meat on campus, and it was before. Like I know, like nowadays, colleges like their cafeterias are just basically like fast food restaurants. Right. That, like you know, this was just where they were making their own food, and it was like other college kids making low quality. M- like, making food out of low-quality meat to that begin was, with.
2: That was rendered meat. You know that was rendered meat. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it Yikes.
0: So, um, I, too, have been a vegetarian, but not on purpose.
2: No. Um, it was a
3: survival method. Yes. Uh,
0: um, so, I'm going to take that as a no on the voodoo thing, though. Have you?
3: I, I have not had the experience. No, I'm sorry. Okay.
0: You didn't have any experience with other, like, weird, crazy voodoo people? No voodoo people.
3: I mean, there's a voodoo museum down on the French Quarter, but I have not done, I have not seen any voodoo.
0: So TV would indicate to me that that, yeah. that it's happening all the time. Yeah, I know. And that you would be cursed. That's kind of disappointing. Maybe
3: that's really, my curse. Like, Maybe I was
2: cursed. <gasps> oh, your curse was with, to, not to not experience any, any voodoo. Mm. Uh, I will say, because I want to take uh, my husband down there, and he said that right away. He's like, I want to go to a, like a voodoo museum or a voodoo tour. Like that, he was very, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, he seems like somebody who would get a voodoo doll.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> wow.
1: Like he would get one or one would be made of him?
0: No, that he would get one.
2: He would have one and use it?
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, sparingly. Like, I don't think he would spend all day just like poking at the doll, that. but I think every once in a while he would just get home and like punch it and just, you know, <laughs> whoever it was. I don't know who it would be.
2: I I'm literally like, sitting here trying to think of that. I don't know.
0: I mean, I have some ideas, but.
1: So music brought you down there. Did you, like, immerse yourself in the music scene?
3: Oh, yeah, totally. Every single night you can go out. There's a radio station called WWOZ that has the live wire, and you can go out and see really awesome music every night of the week. And, I, and that's what we did. It was really awesome. Um, to go on the voodoo point, I will say that I took a ghost tour when my mom came to visit. And we went to this mansion. It's not quite voodoo, but it's of the, the creepy New Orleans, like ghost tours are also like a really big deal, just like the voodoo tours. And we went to, um, we stopped at the, this mansion, the LaLaurie Mansion, that is owned by Nicolas Cage, <laughs> or it was at the time. <laughs> of course it is. And all of this horrible stuff apparently happened. There was a, a woman, um,
0: did it all involve yeah. Nicolas Cage? Or like was it all by yeah. <laughs>
3: this was this was before it's just his and roles. then yeah. Well, somebody broke into it while Nicolas Cage was living there and sleeping there and naked and ate a popsicle over him while he was sleeping.
2: All right. wait, wait, he was a naked guy, a real uh, like a person, like a person, not like an apparition. No, like a, a person okay.
3: broke into the Laurie Mansion while Nicolas Cage was sleeping there, took a fudge. It was a fudgesicle, not a popsicle, and took it out of his freezer. This was their act of like. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. That feels a lot more like something Nicolas Cage would do to somebody than have done to him.
3: That's right. That's true.
0: Did how did he find out? Yeah. Like was there He oh, yeah. woke
3: up and there, and there was a there was naked a guy eating a fudge sickle over him.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: What is the proper reaction to that? Like I assume you freak out, but like
2: But also it's Nicolas Cage, so Yeah. Like Yeah. Ooh.
0: But like somebody standing over you naked with a popsicle is a full psychopath move. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like you got to play that cool like it's a thing that happens all the time. What? Yeah. You know.
1: Like, He's just going to be like, "Well played." Like, what is Yeah, it? I can't yeah. do a Nicolas Cage impression, but yeah. I would freak but, yeah. out. No, but, but just like, a, just the fact that there's like a person there. Forget the popsicle, yeah, forget, forget the, pop-sicle. the nudity. Like there's a person in there's my just room. A person
2: no, there but, the, but room. right,
0: but the popsicle and the nudity part is the vital point, is the most important part of it. Like if it was just like a dude, like then you'd be like, "Okay, we're going to fight." But if it's like a naked dude with a popsicle, you're like, he's got a plan.
2: There's, there's a Hannibal Lecter-esque right. feel yeah. to that, right? Yeah.
0: So then you got to be like, okay, if I play this cool, maybe I can like, yeah, earn his respect or like have him move earn on or something. Resp-
2: yeah. I don't think you're ever gonna earn the. I don't think that's a concept. I,
0: I bet, I bet Hannibal Lecter would like probably let some people go if he was like, all right, good on you for like.
2: That's all a game for Hannibal Lecter
0: Right But if the person played the game just as well as he did Like if the person's just like Look I'm not going to show you the fear or I'm not going to do whatever Like I'm just as crazy as you He might be like Alright cool go get him Like that's that's my plan in that yeah. situation That's all I'm saying
1: What if it's the last fudge cycle?
2: Yeah Then that's I mean, an act of in, war yeah. yeah it is <laughs> Wow Anyway that's insane um, Did not know that Yeah Wow did he does he still own that or did he was he like, fuck this and sold it after that? I think he sold it.
3: Yeah. I'm not positive on that, so you have to check me. W-
0: was that yeah. the highlight of the of the tour with yeah. the Nicholas Cage naked popsicle <laughs> it,
3: story? It was. It was. The rest was just like,
2: you know, speculative speculations. Now I want to take that tour and just eat a pops a fudge sickle quietly throughout mm-hmm. the tour and then just have people like all of a sudden realize I don't I'm a troll guess. Anyway. <laughs> it's
0: so weird that the highlight of the ghost tour was like not a ghost. It was basically Nicolas Cage, the
2: highlight of the It was like, that's appropriate though. Yeah. Ghost rider. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's what Nicolas Cage would want. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as he wasn't harmed, so I'm sure he's like yeah. fine, but it's, I feel like that's very befitting him. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's probably why he bought it. It might
3: have been a stage <gasps> thing all like, along. God, what if it was a promo for a movie the whole time? Yeah. Damn it. Anyway, We'll never know. No,
0: but that's the closest you came to uh, to the other world.
3: Yeah, in New Orleans, it was the Nicholas Cage story.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm always freaked out by like the way the cemeteries are there, where they're all above ground. Yeah, like that just seemed like super spooky to me.
3: It, it's very spooky, but other like you can't. It's a, built on a, onto a swamp, so you can't right. dig. deep. Right. There are no basements in New Orleans either, because yep. um, otherwise it all just crack. And, where
0: where do teenagers go?
3: Where, did teen-
0: <laughs> yeah. where do teenagers go to play video games where their parents aren't?
3: Oh, like. that's a really great question. Probably the shed. Yeah. We had a, I, I would assume, we had a shed in our back. Our, the former person who lived there used to use it as a, um, like a grow house, but. Like for pot? For pot, yeah. And there okay. was a giant rosemary bush outside to deflect from the smell. Um, but our landlady took out his weed and. Put in a washer and dryer.
0: <laughs> did, did, did you go out to the shed?
1: The shed? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm just saying, like, when you were a kid and you were hanging out with your friends, did you go, like, into the basement or your room or, or, we, or mean, the we, aforementioned it shed?
1: It was, uh, it was basements, <laughs> okay. primarily. Wow. The occasional attic. Where do,
2: where oh, do, yeah. where do women go? Um, I, I had a weird childhood. I wasn't really allowed to have, like, friends over, so. What? What? That's, that, let's talk about that off- okay off air um all right the the one time that I had a sleepover, um we just stayed in the like the lower level of our house though, but okay. we didn't really have a basement per se,
0: okay, yeah, no. where did you hang out with friends?
2: um
3: I think like the living room and then like for bedroom, like for sleepover,
2: okay, although we had a yeah. third
3: floor that was like kind of haunted, Ooh. so we would hang out there too.
2: that's cool yeah. with ghosts
3: with ghosts, cool, yeah. The lady who built my house, um, went crazy in it as it was being built, um, and died in it. And my mom apparently saw her ghost a couple times and she punched my grandma in the face. I the heard ghost? It, the ghost apparently. What? Yeah. My grandma came up to, to bed and she had a black eye and she was like, I was just walking up the stairs and someone punched me.
2: Was this in Philly? It was in Philly. Was. <gasps> Damn! Yeah. Even Philadelphia ghosts are just like
0: dicks. They're, they're they're
2: damn, huge out dicks out to get you. Yeah, yeah.
0: She just went crazy while building the house.
3: Yeah, I think you know she she was the wife of some like it was the early 1900s and mm. she was the wife of some like wealthy tycoon, um, and she the she stayed in the house across the street and watched my house get built, um, and then like just went nuts, and died so says the story i'm sure she that there was an actual like, like
2: meningitis or something yeah and i'm sure that everyone they're... was like oh crazy women yeah was like, exactly no, she actually had like a disease, a disease that was not that was eating her brain or exactly why did you yeah.
0: why did she punch kate's grandma
2: well i mean, I mean listen, my grandma was kind
3: of a pistol there you go
2: <laughs> that's why
0: okay so you're saying your grandma had it coming sure okay <laughs> All right. Well your yeah. your grandma ghost is probably here. Listen to that, she right? She absolutely
3: uh, is. And yeah. I'm, something horrible is gonna is happen. Like, Why <laughs> I, I wanna... Yeah. yeah
2: you're, you're totally gonna, gonna get punched you're by, gonna you're gonna by wake a grandma up. ghost. You're gonna wake up tonight and the ghost of your grandmother is gonna be like eating a popsicle. I know right. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, right uh, <laughs> that
0: would be double horrifying. Like I don't ever <laughs> I don't ever wanna see my my grandparents as a ghost, but like seeing like in the scenario that you just presented. That would be like my grandmother yeah. naked eating a Popsicle standing over me. No, thank you.
3: <laughs> would yeah, you rather no. a stranger, though, or your yeah. grandmother? Yes. Or like
0: yes. <laughs> I don't need my naked grandma <laughs> image in my head.
3: That's fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll take a stranger day of the week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to remember her the way she was and not naked eating a Popsicle.
3: Likewise. <laughs> Which is
0: not how she was ever. Maybe not when pop- you were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not not when you saw her. That's fair, but, but you
2: are here today, Dustin. So, yes, at some point.
0: <laughs> do, <laughs> no, you, I, do you do you require a popsicle eating for your lovemaking?
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, who knows? At some point.
0: Okay, I, I just wasn't sure if you,
2: no, that's if you.
0: No, if you found. Okay.
2: No, I do not find popsicles sexy. Okay, no. making sure. No, I mean
0: I, I wasn't even necessarily saying sexy. I just said a requirement.
2: Oh, a requ- neither. Okay. No.
0: All right, so getting back to your grandma, anyway. haunting you. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. Um, so, what, for a person who's never been to New Orleans, what would be the the biggest surprise that they would have when they get there?
3: That's a really great question. Um, the biggest surprise.
0: Yeah, like what? Like what? What wouldn't you expect when you get when you get there?
3: I don't know. I wouldn't expect the people to be so friendly, I think I, but they, they hugely are. Um, like the first time I went down there, my suitcase was taking a very long time to come off the conveyor belt. And I met a family and they saw that I was freaked out and they gave me their card and told me to call them if my suitcase did not show up and they would drive me back. They would pick me up wherever I was and like drive me to the airport to get my suitcase and, and, they had, you know, they were just like a random family. Um, and then that time I, I was working at a summer camp and I got picked up in a beat up old white van, like the kind of white van that you are very cautioned against yeah. getting into. And the people who got out of the van were the nicest, friendliest, most wonderful people. And like coming from Philadelphia, where, you know, even the ghosts are assholes. Right. It's just like, wow, this is like super refreshing and like you hear about southern hospitality is like a thing um but it's actually like a thing and when we were living there our car broke down for three months like right before we were about to move to new york and our next door neighbor like gave us her car she had an extra car she gave us her car for three months it was a bmw no strings attached just here's here's my car take it whenever you need it so there's a lot of like really casual friendliness and it, there's it, they people don't really stand on ceremony with their friendliness and they don't expect anything in return. So that's what I would say.
0: Okay. Did yeah. you, did you find yourself being nicer when you were there?
3: Yeah. Well, I worked in hospit like, you know, hospitality. So I kind of had to be. <laughs> and when I, when I had days where I felt like a jerk, I didn't like do very well. Like I used to work at the admissions desk. So, um, and towards the end of my, tenure there the New Orleans Museum of Art there was this exhibition about Pope John Paul II Mm -hmm. and his visit to New Orleans in 1987 and there was an entire exhibition based on this one visit and it had all of these like weird little tchotchkes like his report card from fourth grade there was like an action figure there was a chair that he sat in to give a mass and like just random stuff that I'm sure that he didn't even think about once he left but meant so much to so many people in the Gulf South and it was a separate admissions cost, which was a logistical nightmare because I would have all of these people come in and ask to see the Pope's museum. And we have at the admissions test, we'd be like the Pope's museum. This is one of the premier art museums in the South with an eclectic collection spanning centuries. And you're asking for the Pope's museum
0: you just want to see the chair you that just, he sat in that one time.
3: You just want to see the chair and his report card. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. And these families would fork over like 400 bucks. Oh my god. To see this room. They Wait, how hold... much was the like It was it was like $20 for like yeah. a person. And like regular museum admission was like $10. So our strategy was to sell a membership so that people we could say like, "Oh, you can come back and see the pope as much as you want." But then people wouldn't of course come not. They never come
0: back, yeah. They wouldn't yeah. want to
3: come back. They would just want to drop all this money and then see the Pope action figure. <laughs> That's and an action s- figure. Yeah. That's crazy. But Catholicism is a really big deal mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Well, yeah.
0: Did he have the Kung Fu grip?
3: Yes. Awesome. Yes.
0: He was ready to go.
3: He was He's ready so, to fight. He was ready to bless. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Do you remember his grades?
3: They were good. That's good. They were good. I think. I mean, it was in Polish, so I think it, there were like whatever the scale system, like fours and fives. I remember seeing, which I think is good.
1: It's not out of a hundred.
3: I hope. Okay. Not. Like <laughs> 8, otherwise, AP grading. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. what? What is the? Cl- why do? You, how do you become pope? Do you have to have good grades to become so. the pope? I don't think so. No.
2: No. I think you just have yeah. to do like good works or something. Right. right. Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't think really you need miracles for...
2: No, no. For, this to become a saint, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, is that really?
0: How yeah, you need like three miracles to become a saint. God, I yeah.
2: went to Catholic school. I should know this. but Me too. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Yay. I'm so good.
3: Yeah. Um, I used to work at the admissions desk with this woman named Carol. Um, and she was very Catholic. Mm. And I was a member of a Mardi Gras crew called Crew de Vue. And we... they're known for their really really raunchy parades like the year that we marched um was when chick-fil-a was being horrible and had that day of like stupid appreciation um for their bigotry and horrible values um and so we made fun of them and our float i was a it was a paper mache cow with a giant dick on it um and i dressed up as a chicken and and my fiance dressed up as Colonel Sanders and he had a rainbow sash on and you know it was anyway so we I told Carol that I was in the, in the Crudeau and she goes oh, I will never go see Crudeau again and I was like Carol why I'm gonna be in it and she said they did something horrible to our lady of prompt sucker <laughs>
0: Our Lady of what?
3: Prompt sucker.
0: That was the the original name of a thing that they were saying (laughs) that was made fun of?
3: Yeah. Right.
1: What what is that?
3: She is a patron saint of something. I don't, I can't remember what she is.
1: Vacuums?
3: Yeah, I think so. Like, what's the Like really, part? really timely vacuums. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lollipops. Like what's...
2: Th- Popsicles? <laughs> what did, Popsicles. What, what did they do? Andy, you are I, not I having mean, luck with this mic I, uh, today. I don't know what's going on. Are you okay? <laughs> this microphone just yeah, like for keeps the, falling For the viewers at home, Andy has had several mic accidents voodoo. this show. It's voodoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God, it's the ghosts. Or my grandma. It's
3: your grandma. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I can only imagine. I didn't ask Carol to go into detail because I'm sure she would have... Oh, she left. would have had yeah. a conniption. She would have had a yeah. conniption. Yeah.
0: Just, I, I want to know a lot more about our way to be a prom sucker.
3: Me too. Yeah, same.
0: Is yeah.
1: it prompt or prom?
2: Prompt. It's prompt, yeah. S-U-C-C-O-R. Oh, not uh, S-U-C-K-E-R, which not, I think we all picture. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. yes. I mean,
3: I think the float had more to do with that spelling of sucker. Okay. As it should. <laughs> yeah. I
2: hope so. I hope it was someone <laughs> with like a watch sucking a dick. Yeah, huh. I think so. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Must well, have been. This is why I, I like
0: you I, I haven't... I've never been to Mardi Gras, but my impression is that um, from a, like, very strict Catholic perspective, there's probably not a lot there for you.
3: Well, it is a family holiday. It's not... I mean, you can get, like, high and drunk and whatever and, like, do your thing, and the the, the stereotypical Mardi Gras is typically confined to Bourbon Street, but... um because
0: yeah, I saw... I saw a documentary called "Girls Gone Wild," and oh, um, yeah, I'm familiar. And according to that um, piece of journalism, um, it gets pretty crazy.
3: It that is a factual documentary, yeah. yes, and it um, it does get very crazy. However, you'll notice that it's very confined into like one area. Okay, and that does happen, and like, but there. The rest of it is like a lot like people bring their kids out and like you see parades and like you you drink in the street and you just wear costumes. And usually it's over by like three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's Mardi Gras day.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're
3: partying pretty consistently for like at least two weeks prior because there are parades every night or almost every night. And then people are just having parties like you get a king cake
2: mm-hmm. you you had a
3: king cake at work pretty much like there's always a king cake from like. 12th night which is in early February. I mean depending on like when Mardi Gras falls, it's like usually early February or early January to like mid February. There's always a king cake around.
0: What is a king cake?
3: Oh, a king cake is a circular cake. It's so um it's like braided and it has uh yellow, green and gold, which are the colors of New Orleans, has
2: sugar on it.
3: Um, okay. Um and there's so a there's like a, a baby, baby inside. Baby. <laughs>
2: in it. Yeah.
0: So it's a diabetes cake. It is a diabetes. It cake. is. okay.
2: It, it's like the one that I had tasted like like kind of like the best Cinnabon ever. Yeah. But like a good quality. Like you could yeah. tell it was like handmade. Yeah. One of the dress girls like sent me a king cake this year. Oh, that's awesome. I, like, I got this huge box and I was like, what is this? And it was a king cake. Expert. It's magic. Oh um, my God, it was so good. Yeah.
0: So Just to backtrack for a minute though, just because I want to make sure I get this right. Um, your float with the cow with the giant penis mm-hmm. that was part of the family oriented
3: well, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> <themed> parade. Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. So it was well. crew de Vue is one of the earlier parades, and it's it translates to the crew of old. So it's tra- it's like pulled by um, a lot of the cart floats are pulled by like tractor or mule, um, or by hand. Um, a lot of the larger floats, like the more major crews, that you know, like Rex or Zulu or Endemion, they have these like big motorized floats and people can stand on them and, and like they throw out and it costs like a million dollars to join. And, um, you know, it's really exclusive to get into them. Um, but crew is a lot more low key and it's, it's one of the oldest crews. So, it, it, but, but it, it gets, it gets very raunchy and I guess depending on how brave you are with your children, you can elect to bring them out. And, what
0: was, what was the craziest one that you did?
3: Um, well, that was that one cause we, okay. yeah, that was good. I mean, we were only in it for a year.
0: Okay. Yeah. There was a uh, a parade for like, I think, I assume it was for like Greek Easter in Astoria. And oh, I used yeah. parade very loosely because once a year there would be basically, it was like one float that would come by. <laughs> that. So it was like, the whole parade was like 30 feet long, <laughs> um, but super loud. They had like all these bells and they would just come down the block basically like I guess they would like rope off the block that they were gonna be on uh, and then they would come down and it would be like 30 people in hats um, not saying anything not doing anything just walking with this giant like um Virgin Mary kind of statue thing and I was just like I don't know what you guys are getting out of this <laughs> like nobody's coming to see you there's only one float like why is this a parade like just
1: Patron saint of slowed traffic. Yeah, right.
0: I guess. <laughs> like it, it just seems so weird. But like for whatever reason, we were always home when it came by. Uh, it was always just like, oh, that's that weird thing. That There's that parade those, again. Yeah, that those like eleven people really like. Uh, cool.
3: So does anybody like anticipate the parade, or do they just walk by?
0: No, they just walk by. No, no, yeah, nobody's paying any attention to it at all.
2: So it's a parade for them. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, that works.
0: Cool. Any other questions before we get into uh speedrun? Mm.
2: Uh
1: you you'd uh work at a radio station or you DJ at a radio station? Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Do you play music from like this brass music that you're mentioning?
3: Yeah, and I play a lot of um 50s and 60s R&B from New Orleans. I mean, it's it's I spiral out into like the Mississippi Delta and I play and more and more, I'm playing more roots music that's mm-hmm. based in New Orleans. So it's more contemporary, um, like rock and roll influenced, um, bands like hurry for the Riff Raff, um, and the Deslons, um, to name a couple. So, I, and I'm integrating them and like kind of connecting them with like the Rolling Stones, but also connecting to like Dr. John and, and New Orleans music. It's a, it's a mix. It's called the mess around. Do you
0: ever you ever get a call from school being like, everybody's moving to New Orleans. What the fuck are you doing? Like stop, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <What> <laughs>
0: stop playing all this going? music.
3: Stop I inspiring wish.
0: everybody to move to New Orleans.
3: I would love to get that call. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you do you ever go to the crossroads? Yes. <laughs> what is that?
3: <laughs> Wait, the cross like in. I mean, there's
1: no there's like two in the south like specific crossroads where reportedly people go like Robert Johnson yeah. would go and like meet the devil and you know in exchange for your soul learn to play the guitar better than in Clarksdale
3: Mississippi I've been there
1: yeah there's like I know of one yeah there's one in Mississippi there's one in New Orleans and then there's it's not an actual crossroads it's just like a spot on a road in um I want I don't know where it is Texas maybe it doesn't sound as like exotic but there's a lot of stories about
0: it. So, so you're asking, did she did she trade her soul for anything? Oh,
1: gee, You just go and check it out.
3: <laughs> I actually don't know about the crossroads in New Orleans. Oh. Where is it?
1: Uh, I don't. Like I said, I've never been outside of the oh. airport. But it was like a thing that like we got off the plane and we were talking to people. We were going to, we were driving into Biloxi. Oh,
3: cool. This
1: is like right after the hurricane.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and we were asking about like restaurants and places to go and music and everything. And like somebody mentioned it there saying that it was, like, in Louisiana, somewhere nearby.
3: Interesting.
2: Yeah. I want to I'll figure to this out.
3: out. Yeah, yeah, I have to go there. But I have, yeah. been, I have been to Clarksdale, Mississippi, at yeah. the crossroads of, I think, Highway 61 and 49, where Robert Johnson apparently sold his soul to the devil in order to be the best blues musician. And he um, had this really, like, after this happened, he he became a prolific guitar player, but... Everything in his life went to shit. Wow. Yeah, like he lost his family, like his wife wow. and baby died. He couldn't find a relationship. He, yeah. But he had. He so
2: he got played really well, but for what? wow. Well, yeah. for
1: like a short time, to, it was like three years. Yeah. or Yeah.
2: Then he died oh, wow. at like
1: like two recording sessions, basically.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Devil one. Yeah. yeah.
0: What What would you guys trade for?
1: Like trade the devil, trade yeah. my soul for? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd, yeah. I
0: don't
1: what would know. you have you thought about this?
0: Yeah, I would I would want to be a uh, an NHL goalie.
2: Whoa, really, really? Yeah. That is, wow. Not I would not ex- have expected that.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean I used to play hockey a lot when I was younger. Did not know that. And Very goalie cool. was my favorite position. I've I, I obviously could no longer play it. Sure, but but, uh, but assuming that the devil could you know give me whatever I want, I would probably that's amazing. Go with an NHL goaltender. Yeah.
1: There's no specifics there? Like, it has to be on a good team or something? Or
0: I mean, it, preferably the Islanders, which is not a good team. Uh, but it is, the, yeah. you know, I guess, like, the Islanders or a team that's going to win the cup is, is probably... Fair enough. You know. I'd want to be starting because I'm going to give up my soul. I don't want to... Oh, I want to run the bench. I mean, it's got to be worth it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Anybody else? I'm the only one who's thought about this?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm expecting you guys to think about it and... uh get back to
2: me. Yeah, we'll have some thoughts by the time the episode gets posted.
0: All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Any other questions? Um, All right. So what is your Just Me movie? Stepbrothers. Hmm. Why?
3: Because it's about the 2008 crash, (laughs) if you read it really esoterically. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I just love the dynamic between Will Ferrell And John Wait, Reiler. how is it
0: about the 2008 crash? Because it's <laughs> what it's if about you, unemployment. It's
3: about un yeah, it's about unemployment and like trying to find yourself in a really hard situation.
0: I did not get that. I did not understand the deeper subtext of the movie Step Brothers.
1: Like a I, third of it is them trying to get jobs, yeah. trying to find housing. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. Indians.
2: Mm, but but but, what? but they are also all they're of us. Also,
3: yeah. <laughs> Brandon and Dale are all of us.
0: Wow. At least I
3: very closely identified with them as I was coming out of college in that time.
0: You just blew everybody who's listening spines. And myself. Um, Just me, music.
3: Oh, God. Um,
0: Although I think that we spent most of the episode talking about that.
3: (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I will say Alan Toussaint, uh, who's from New Orleans. He's a, uh, by and large, a writer, producer. Um, He passed a few years ago. Um, and anything good that came out of New Orleans since 1960, Alan Toussaint had something to do with it. Like the song working in the coal mine, um, mother-in-law, um, get out my life woman. Like there's, he was behind it and he's such an amazing, or he was such an amazing musician. And I listened like to his songs constantly. And he's also a really kind human. I met him at Lincoln center recently, you know, when he was still alive and it was just like, you know when you walk up to a celebrity and like you don't really quite know and you okay. know how they react you, you know yeah he was just very kind and warm and wonderful and he's a very snappy dresser nice yeah anyway cool yeah
0: uh just me food
3: <sighs> um i would say hot chicken nashville hot chicken oh.
0: how does that differ from like you don't mean it's like warm chicken. You mean no, like a like spicy chicken. Temperature. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, like
2: I, like,
3: I like to eat chicken in Nashville and I like it to be ninety-eight degrees. No. Um it's uh it's a it's a Nashville-based chicken style. Um it started out of infidelity. So, um <laughs> wait, like,
2: wait, like as in people fucking behind each other's backs or Yeah.
3: Like, so what? So this husband and wife, um, the princes, uh the husband was an asshole and went tomcatting around and uh, came back at, like, you know, four in the morning or whatever and demanded dinner. And his oh, wife made God. him the spiciest fried chicken she could as in, in an attempt to kill him. But then he said, this is awesome. We need to sell this. So it started a whole juggernaut of chicken, hot chicken. So Nashville hot chicken is, like, a thing. And, like, KFC does it now. Um, and if you, like... Did did she stay with him and like they did it together? I think or was so. she like, No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, if I were her, I would have just been like, No, F you, yeah, and fuck then you. done it
2: myself. Taking my chicken and leaving. Yeah. So, so I
0: th- I think this is a first in that your just me food is attempted murder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it is.
3: <laughs> if is. If you think <laughs> of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um
3: but it's cool. delicious, <laughs> delicious attempted murder. All right. That's smart. I like yeah, that. yeah I like yeah. that.
0: I would like to try some of that attempted murder one day. Yeah. Um, and you're just me, celebrity crush.
3: Um, John Stamos. No, not John Stamos. That's a line from Step Brothers. (laughs) Um, I would say I kind of like Steve Carell. Oh. Is that weird? No. Because I saw a picture of him on Facebook, like recently. My friend posted. The old man picture where he's like all distinguished looking. Yeah. He's like a daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally that is like, to me, the definition. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if hi, is, Steve really, Carell. Yeah. It's Date Mike. Please to meet me. Yeah. Anyway.
2: So that's it. <laughs> he sort of grew into his, like, appearance.
3: Yeah. Some people
2: just do. Yeah. yeah. But I even
3: liked, like, Michael Scott, office.
1: <laughs> I don't You didn't see it because it's an audio medium. But Heather goes, some people grow into it. And she looks at me and goes, hmm. Like,
2: <laughs> if
1: her face made a noise, that would be the noise it made. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no hope for you, shade. Andy. shade.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully one day.
2: Andy, you're you're in your 30s. You gotta... You it's know, not too late. You gotta age a little.
0: I've given up.
1: <laughs> I think... I will say, I think he... It's the gray hair. Like, he wears that very well.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he figured out the right hairstyle at the right time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was always confused about the fact that he was... Balder at the start of the yeah. office than he yeah, was Yeah, he about. had
2: the hair plugs. I mean, yeah. I think he just got, like, a system or something. Did
1: yeah. he? That's,
2: I, that's what I always assumed. That well, and also,
1: like, it, when it started, he was doing the same, like, slick back, like, yeah. that the character in the British office did. So, like, it looked a yeah. lot more terrible and once he started like combing it to the side it looked a little more yeah. presentable
3: oh, okay yeah i think and they toned down the sleaziness of michael scott I oh think, from the first absolutely. season to the second season yes. they made him more they made human.
2: him much more like a completely different character yeah yeah so i think that
3: the side sweep came with that yeah
1: so if there's if it was specifically a steve carell character would it be office steve carell
3: Ooh. um yeah i think Fox so. Catcher. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes, that one. I don't know. I'm trying to think of. I mean, didn't he play Donald Rumsfeld in Vice? Yeah,
0: recently? Oh, yeah, wow. so that's the one. That's that, <laughs> <you>. No,
2: no. <laughs> uh,
0: cool. So, if people want to uh, see what you do, where can they
3: see you? Where they, can they? Oh, yes. Um, I am a writer Let's... on Be Kind Rewind.
2: Uh, our Yay. next show is May fifteenth. If you guys uh, like the Janice sketches, and you do. About you're talking you yeah do. you, How can do, you not? you're talking to the person who wrote them mm. also oscar meyer for those of you who were at the last show oh so yes well you rocked dirty. the hell Rock out, the, out of that well, one. well you wrote an amazing sketch oh, so thank it was you. a
3: delight thank thank you. delight to do i will say if there's one more time for an anecdote janice was born in clarksdale mississippi
2: uh <laughs> tying it all
3: back together <laughs> i was in a hotel room in clarksville oh mississippi god. watching animal planet and then a border collie came on the screen so i started talking uh about janice with her 40 oh border collies and then that and she kind of lived in my head that until be kind rewind yes and i'm very glad that she has a home yes. and a life in allison Cripps. oh my god who isn't <laughs> right yeah
2: Cool. Um, anyway. and you also you perform too
3: yes yeah yeah, oh. um, I do, I'm on an indie team called Azzy Asbark. Nice. Yeah. 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 Do
0: you have any social media presence that you would like to do uh, no, about?
3: Not really. I'm so bad at it. Okay. I'm on Facebook. All right. Kate Ryan is my name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thank
3: you for having me. Thank you. This is fun. Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs>